During our game, when we recorded, there were times when Tim would ask most of the players to deafen their headphones until he messaged them to come back, so that they wouldn't hear what was going on in certain scenes with certain other players. This allowed for the story to be more of a mystery to those who silenced their headphones, so that they wouldn't have any more knowledge than their characters would have. So when you hear Tim ask for the other players to deafen themselves, that's why. Previously, on the deep. A team of scientists descended to the depths of the ocean to take over at the Sea Lab Deep Water Plymouth. When they arrived, they found the prior team had brought on board an anomalous black sphere. He kind of reaches out um, like he wants to touch it. You think that's a smart idea? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, if your hunch is that it's a landmine, maybe you should let it be. There's even a chance of it exploding. You have a bomb expert on your fancy science team? Not that I know of, but... I'm going to go to comms. I'm going to ask for advisement. Uh, Why don't you just make sure nobody else comes in here, okay? They also learned there had been an incident with one of the submarines, and a construction worker was killed near the Mariana Trench. While three of the new science team members suited up to go investigate the wreckage, the rest of the crew began settling in and exploring the lab. The tour included the biolab. Anything flammable or or toxic gas, but mostly flammable, needs to be kept in the secured locations at all times in case of tremors. The galley. Uh, well, um, as uh, 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 someone who works with uh, turbines and, 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 you know, fans of sort, uh, fluids interest me a lot. Um, so there's, there's a lot of... <laughs> and the security guard Joel Lawrence went with Hughes, the officer in charge, as they wheeled the mysterious black sphere into the med bay. Once Joel was left alone to guard the sphere, something happened. This object is to stay under lockdown at all times. And so I want you inside this room. The only person that'll have access is me. But if somebody else does manage to gain access, You know what to do. Joel nods. And he'll leave and the uh, door will whoosh shut behind him. And uh, you stand there for probably 30 or 40 minutes. And you start to hear a hissing noise coming from behind you. While the trio of scientists, Dr. Kane, Percy, and Tig were out exploring the wreckage. The rest of the team at Deepwater Plymouth witnessed some strange events of their own. This is their story.
I guess I would go try to get a little bit organized in my bunk area. Um, cause shopping's kind of a thing for me and I maybe brought more than I should have. But, you know, I know how to roll things up and fit them in small places. Okay. I will, uh, jump back to you in just a second then. I actually think, uh, that, uh, Dr. Walden is going to join you and she will also, uh, go up with you to the dormitory to put away her stuff as well. Um... Then, Sydney, what are you doing? I guess she could go figure out where she's supposed to be. Like, go to her dorm or whatever it's called. Okay, so you're going to go with Claire and uh, and the good doctor? Yeet. All right. And then, um, Wallace, what are you doing? I'm going to be in the lab. And I'm going to be trying to set it up in the fashion of what I'm used to. I will come to you in a moment then. Uh, We will deal with the majority of the party first. So you guys um, get in here into the dormitory. And I mean, it's fairly Spartan. It's uh, sets of bunk beds. There's four sets. Um, There are... Various compartments in the floor and on the walls for storing things. Um, there are already blankets and uh, pillows that are set up on there. You don't know if they've been changed, but you also find that uh, some of these compartments are filled with uh, fresh sheets and blankets and pillowcases and things like that. But also one of the other things that you guys would notice is that The compartments are filled with clothes as well. Um, You would see that three of the compartments are filled with clothes. I'm sorry, darling. Is there a a special place for us to put all our clothes? Because it seems like there's more clothes. Well, maybe you just have a lot. (sighs) Where did all these clothes come from, honey? I'm not quite sure. And uh, she'll reach in and start digging in one of the lockers, and she'll uh, toss you an orange construction jumpsuit, and you'll see that there's a name tag that says Hutchinson on it. And if you recall, that was the last name of the... uh... Person who was leaving? Yep. You do notice, though, that it is all... Like, it seems like a lot of clothes to just kind of leave here, you know what I mean? Hmm. Well, Sydney, um, did you did you bring much? She's got a book bag. Well, not a book bag, like a duffel bag full of uh, diving clothes, like the wetsuits and things like that. Um, and then she has like one other suitcase that has several pairs of similar colored cargo pants, tank tops. And, like, flannel shirts. Other than that, she has a couple pairs of boots, and that's it. I I guess we just gotta clear out some space? I mean, fair enough. And uh, Dr. Walden will go and uh, grab some uh, sort of, like, laundry bags that are stored in one of the drawers, and she'll just kind of start scooping all of the uh, construction workers' stuff into one of the laundry bags, and she kind of tosses it into the corner. There. 
Problem solved. Hey, Tim. Yes? Uh, this is taking place in the female dorms, right? Yep. Uh, according to this fancy, fancy, well-drawn map you provided me, I believe there's a lounge a couple of rooms away that's kind of central on this floor. Correct. Then I think at this point, um, anyone on this floor, but especially those in the dorms, will hear kind of uh, a sharp whistle and Joel calling out, Where's the doctor? I need to see the doctor. Immediately you'll start to hear doors hissing open and uh, Dr. Walden rushes out. If any of you want to follow, you can. I totally will. Yeah. And uh, I, I think you guys all see Joel's like just standing in the middle of the uh, lounge. He's like looking back and forth at both the doors and he watches you guys walk in and his shirt's just uh, it's his shirt's covered in blood and he uh, looks at the doctor square as she walks in and he says, Hughes, he's been hurt. Right, where is he? And he gestures and says, down the med bay. Right, yes. And uh, she'll immediately start rushing down towards the med bay. Sure, and he uh, will give her a little bit of a lead, but then follow behind her. Uh, Sid will actually follow behind them because he really wants to get his eyes on that sphere, see if they might let him touch it. Okay. (laughs) I'd say Sidney's pretty nosy. I would go with the people i think so yeah if uh once jules if he starts following the doctor if there's a posse following behind him he's just gonna kind of stop and spin towards everyone and hold out a hand and he'll say i don't know how dangerous that thing we brought up is i can't risk you guys coming along for your own protection you need to stay back uh why use He's thought it might be some sort of mine or something. Seems to have discharged. Got hit with shrapnel. Oh, and did uh, somebody touch it or something? Or uh, what's going on here? Joel just kind of shrugs. Not explosives expert. I didn't touch it. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, if nobody touched it and it just kind of went off on its own, does that mean it's all right now? <laughs> Calm yourselves, guys. <laughs> Christ, come on. <laughs> um, Joel will say, like I said, not explosives expert, but I can't be risking anyone who doesn't need to be in there right now. But if it already went off, it's not going to go off again. He shrugs. At least for another 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, from my experience with things exploding around me, that's definitely not the case. Um <laughs> You know, things they can they can blow up multiple times, you know. It really just depends on what the cooldown is. <laughs> like 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 say it was some sort of like electrical mechanism, it really it's just gotta build up before before it can go off. Joel just stares at Sid and goes a little slack jaw <laughs> and shakes his head and says, You all can debate this, but you ain't going any further. You said it was, a, a like, electrical, or... Uh... What part of not an explosive expert do you not understand? <laughs> I'm just trying to get some, get some info here, you know. Uh, uh, what exactly happened? Describe it to me. Paint me a picture. I was standing there. Heard something, maybe air escaping. Called Hughes. Seems to know a little bit more about the thing than I did. He came in. 
approached the thing. Something went off. Next thing I know, I'm hauling his bleeding ass over to the bunk. Mm. And is the the sphere still there, or is it gone? Or? Took two of us to carry upstairs. I sure as hell didn't move it. Mm. Well, well, if it exploded, then there wouldn't be a sphere left, right? Like, is it still in the room, or...? Joel just, like, very slowly nods. Okay, then that that leads us to believe that it's not an explosion that can destroy at least the sphere. That's that's cool, you know? I'm sorry, there's an injured man in the medical bay. Does that sound cool to you? Well, no, the injured man isn't cool, but the, the sphere that can survive an explosion or a massive electrical discharge is. Have you ever seen a tiger? You know, it can maul your face off, but it's it's really cool to look at. Again, he just goes a little slack jaw as you're talking. A <laughs> uh, uh, Joel, wasn't it? Um, how how badly injured is he? Like, was it like it, it cut him in his torso? Like, uh, Joel apart, looks down or? at his blood covered shirts. And uh, Tim, how much of Hugh's blood is on me? Uh, lots. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, so he looks down, and then he just looks back up. I mean, you you said you were carrying him, and, you know, head wounds bleed a lot. So it's not necessarily as bad as it looks. Well, much like I'm not an explosives expert, I'm also not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are you exactly, then? Security. The hell do you think I'm so concerned about your security for? <laughs> your security and you've got, like, no medic training? Um, that seems like an oversight, maybe. Uh, Sid, right? Yeah. Said I'm not a doctor. I can put a band-aid on. Okay, we've established a baseline of competency here, then. Um, it's it, good to know. <laughs> If I, if I get a paper cut, I'll, I'll come ask. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't listening much before. Aren't you just the fluids guy? Uh, it's, yep, yep. <laughs> I do fluids and things that spin around. That's, that's the job. <laughs> Joel just nods. So, so if you do fluids and she does the diving, hmm. You'll make a good team. I have some medical training. It's basic stuff, though. I'm CPR certified, and I was a lifeguard. Joel crosses his arms. So do you think you need to be back in there? Seems to me like I'm doing my job standing right here. What, keeping us out of there? He, uh, kind of just shrugs. All I know is there's a man injured, we have a doctor on staff, doctor's doing her damn job, and ain't no one else going in there. Mm. And we've got a big dangerous sphere and a lot of very smart people on the other side of the door. Yes. And luckily this very dangerous sphere, fluids guy, is kept well away from you. So maybe when the doctor tells us that a man ain't gonna die, then maybe you can go look at this goddamn sphere. Okay. Uh, I'm happy with that. Um, anybody want lunch or... Uh... Uh, well, we just ate, but <laughs> are you hungry again? Oh, uh, well, I'm I'm a bit peckish, but, uh, I don't know. I don't want to just sit here twiddling my thumbs waiting for 
waiting for news, you know? I will. You will what? I'll wait here. Ah. Oh. Well, I was going to go finish organizing my bunk. Um, I'll yeah, I'd come get us, I guess. The door will slide open, and uh, Dr. Walden will step out, and it'll slide shut behind her, and she'll say, Joel, could you give me a hand for a moment? Joel will uh, turn, nod, and uh, begin heading off. And the door will close uh, shut behind them, and you'll see the keypad next to it will turn red. Huh. I suppose that means it's locked, huh? suppose so. Maybe we can try it. And he's going to walk up and try and use the keypad. <laughs> yeah, nothing happens. Yep, looks like it's locked. <laughs> as the red would indicate. <laughs> oh, and as the right. door not opening would indicate, you know, it could be red because it's ready. I don't know. <laughs> I am on that line going to <coughs> cut over to Wallace Wooten. So, Wallace, what are you doing? What do you think Columbo do? He sailed across the ocean 1492. He sailed to Pocahontas. That means you little son of a gun. I love you. There we are. The lab is all set up. So one of the things that you notice about this lab is that there is this little terrarium with these hermit crabs in it. And it's just kind of chilling on one of the um, counter spaces. Do I see any sort of feeding utensils nearby? There's like a little jar of, uh, of flakes that it would appear that you put in there. I don't actually know what hermit crabs eat, but I'm assuming that it's like they're like fish. You just put little fucking flakes in there. I'm going to feed the hermits. Can I get everybody uh, to... Uh, deafen themselves, please, except for Wallace Wooten. Oh, boy. Yep. <clears throat> All right, Wallace. I need you to make a dexterity roll. Not my strong suit. 14 minus 1 is 13 dexterity save. My dex is 8. Okay, so you failed. So you open up the top of this terrarium and you grab on to this jar that has these food pellets in it and you start to shake some of them into it and you notice that there's this weird sort of tentacle that is coming out of one of the hermit crabs and as you shake once or twice the tentacle latches onto your hand extremely quickly and it then immediately starts to meld with your flesh and go and crawl up your arm and slowly you see as your entire body is starting to be just transformed and sucked into this amorphous blob that is growing and growing and growing. And Wallace Wooten, you are dead. All right. So, what is uh, the what are all the people uh, doing near the ladder way 
in front of medical. What are you guys doing right now? I'm heading back to the bunks. Okay. I was going to see if there was like a waiting bench or something to sit on, and I was going to wait to see if the doctor needed any assistance. I mean, the closest place to sit down would probably be in comms. Okay. So I I would assume that uh, you'd probably have to go there to chill and see if anything new happens. Um, Then what are you doing, Sid? Um, Well, if uh, Sydney's walking off somewhere I've not gone before, I'll I'll follow Sydney. Sydney, where are you going? Uh, Just to the comms room to sit down. I'm going to wait and see what happens. Oh, hell yeah. I love radios. <laughs> I will also go to cops. <laughs> okay. Man, there's a sweet cop in here. Is there like some microphones and buttons and stuff? <laughs> so why don't you guys both roll me uh, wisdom? You're trying to roll under your stat and just let me know if you pass or fail. Oh yeah, I'm uh, hella wise. Uh, that is a failure. Um, yeah. Uh, I fail. Okay. Yeah, you guys are just, uh, kind of hanging out in here, talking back and forth. Um, after a while, though, you do notice that one of these screens seems to be a live feed on, uh, on the galley. No. I'm going to pay attention to it. There's nobody in there. It's just on. Mm. Oh. But there's there's a terminal there. Like, there's a computer attached to the screen. Oh, I'm, I'm totally going to go up and press one of those buttons. That sounds great. <laughs> it does. Uh, why don't you roll me a D100? Uh, 80. Um... Flips to the robotics lab. And there's nobody in there, but... Ooh, cool. Uh, hey, you, you want to see if maybe we can see into the med room from this terminal? See what's going on in there? Oh, you probably could. Yeah, let's, let's try and flip over to the med room. See if we can see what's going on. So you flip through a couple of them and it goes to the clean room. It goes to the um, gym... It goes to storage, and then it goes to the biology lab, and you pause for a second because you see that there is this amorphous blob that is near one of the far corners, and it's just pulsating, and there's this oozing puddle of blood that seems to be coming out from under it, and you have no idea what is going on, but this thing is the most vile and disgusting thing that you've ever seen in your entire life. Like, it just... It appears to have these veins that are just running across all of it. There are these various tentacles that are coming off of it and just writhing around and don't really appear to be doing anything other than expending energy for some reason. And what would you like to do? Um... Hey, Sydney, uh, I'm just a fluids guy, but that don't look normal, does it? No. What the fuck is that? Uh, I, I, it got tentacles and shit. Maybe it's an octopus? I, I'm not seeing a lot of octopuses, but maybe it's an octopus. 
I don't think that's an octopus. Hmm. Uh, maybe we should go warn somebody or uh, get the get the security guy, Joel. Joel. Joel would be interested in this, wouldn't he? He went and went the doctor. Hmm. Yeah, and they're behind that door. I can't get past. <laughs> I mean, you could try knocking on it, but they seemed busy. Yeah, he didn't seem to like me too much. Um. Hmm. Maybe we should go tell somebody. Uh, Claire. Claire was heading that way, wasn't she? Yeah, let's go tell Claire. Okay, um, go. let's go tell Claire. Uh, Claire. Uh, yeah, uh, say it. These are the female dorms. Do, do you need... I'm here too. It's, it's okay. Uh, we need you oh. to come see this weird thing. We totally found this strange thing and we don't know what it is. And... Oh, you do animal things, right? You, like, you know about, like, creatures and, and, and garbage? It... Uh, uh, well, I didn't call him garbage, but I, I, yeah. I, well, I got this like tentacle monstrosity over on one of the monitors that I I, I think you'd be interested in. Oh, did I did they have a monitor on that uh, squid outside? That'd be interesting. To no, look it seems at. to be in the biology lab. It's 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 real bad. What? Yeah, it, like you should see it first. Oh, all right. It's not normal. Yeah, I, I thought it was an octopus to begin with, but definitely not an octopus. Uh, <laughs> and she'll look down at her shirt that has multiple octopi on it. Octopodes, sorry. Yeah, it's it, not one of those, for sure. Yeah, now that I can see a picture, I can compare the two. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, let, let's go look, I guess. Yeah, yeah, quick, fast. Come on. It seems, it seems pretty interesting. Maybe it'll be gone by the time we get back. Uh, oh, okay. It's been about uh, five minutes since you um, first spotted this thing and then went and got Claire. And Claire, when you come back, um, you see the same thing that I described to them, um, just pulsating and just more of this ooze coming out of it. Um, yeah, that ain't a octopus. It, it, it also ain't the giant squid I was hoping to see. You ever seen anything like that, or...? No. I, I, I ain't never seen anything. That's something. Mm. Wait, wasn't, wasn't Wallace in there? Oh, shit. Yeah, he went to set up his lab. Fuck, we better go look at him. Uh, that thing looks dangerous, if I'm being honest. Are you sure we should go in there with it? Well, um... Well, fire's kind of frowned upon, but I, I bet there's weapons around here somewhere that we could, uh, maybe, oh, um, maybe they have a stun gun. Oh, yeah, like a taser or something? That thing seems to be really kind of wet and oozing, you know? Listen to the liquids guy. I, I, hey, I know a fluid <laughs> when I see one. The only weapons that you have seen... Uh, were a baton on Joel and a stun gun on Joel, and uh, that would be it. Like there, you would if you were if you're going to make a weapon or if you're going to have a weapon, you're going to have to make it. 
Yeah, or we should find Joel. Maybe you know he's the he's the beat 'em up kind of guy, right? Like he's the he's the for our safety guy, you know. Well, this is the comms room, right? There has to be somewhere in here we can we can talk to him through through the whatever we got going on here. Oh hell yeah, I'd love to find a microphone. Let's 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 see if we can find one. You want me to roll something? Um, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and roll me? intelligence I made it alright yeah you find one. Oh, here we go um let's see get this all set up and can I figure out to use it to call Joel oh I mean you already have a communicator that uh, is hooked up to your uniform like you could just try and call Joel from that Oh, oh, yeah, we forgot about the communicators that all of us have. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were trying to build a stun gun out of it. I didn't realize that you were trying to build a communication device. My apologies. I would have reminded you much sooner otherwise. I, I'm going to try and call Wallace then. Wallace, you okay there, buddy? Uh, I see there's a big, like, fuck-off tentacle monster inside your, your lab with you in there. You, you, you doing okay? Static. Hmm. Uh, Joel? Joel? Hey, Joel. Um, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but, uh, there seems to be more danger on here, or or something weird. Um... It, it, it takes a moment, but but you'll hear kind of like, uh, not, not really a sigh, but just like a, a, a solid okay, I guess. Um, and, uh... Where you at right now? We're we're in comms. We uh, we noticed something really weird in the biology lab. On my way. Yeah, and I guess just in a second or two, uh, he'll uh, leave the medical bay to meet you in comms, which is basically right across the hall. <laughs> yep. Until uh, stroll in, arms crossed. Um. So yeah, if you look over here on this monitor, there's uh, yeah, this is the weird thing uh, I was talking about. I think you see the blood and stuff, you know. Um, his brow kind of furrows, and he, like, stares for, like, just a moment. And he, once again, goes just like a little slack jaw. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's a hell of a thing. I told you, big fuck-off tentacle monster. Your choice of the words or something else. This thing then solidifies in that exact moment and it then begins to sprout sort of these spider legs and it shoots out these sort of eye stalks and then starts to crawl until it disappears off camera. Well, that's different. Do all doors have like an individual locking mechanism? Yes, they do. All right. You think we could lock off the the lie up there? That's what I was going to do. Well, d- do it. <laughs> uh, that thing is fucking scary. He'll uh, look at Sydney and say, Why don't you stay here since you have uh, basic medical training if the doctor needs more help? If you two want to cover my back, that'd be appreciated. Cover cover how? Uh, Just make sure nothing creeps up on me. Stay as far back as you want. I don't care. Oh, okay. long as I don't have to fight nothing. Why don't you make me an intelligence roll to try and lock down the room? Uh, great. I succeeded. All right. Um, yeah, it, you, uh, you get confirmation that, uh, that the door has been locked. 
You're not 100% sure if the creature is still in the room, but it's locked now. Oh, cool. It's all remote. That that makes more sense than what I was thinking. Wow. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I figured you guys were still at the comms uh, station, yeah. which is... <laughs> My disconnect was like, oh, we have to go down there and punch like some things into a fancy high-tech keypad <laughs> to lock the individual door. <laughs> when you're like, rolled into it, I'm like, oh. This is a trillion dollar C-Lab, like... This is a trillion right. dollar fucking vessel. Like, yeah, dude, you can do it from here. Wow, science fiction and me just don't mesh well. That's cool. Oh, we need to get the fucking keychain to go manually lock the door, guys. Come on. Man, that, that comment about watching my back that absolutely makes no sense then. God, I'm an idiot. Holy shit. <laughs> Brian, cut that. Thanks. He's 100% gonna leave it in He's 100% gonna leave it in Um Cool, then once Joel Joel finishes it He'll be like, huh, that was a lot easier Than I thought (laughs) I mean I don't mind watching your backside But I don't understand what the use of it was Just then Listen, maybe we just never bring that up again Huh Maybe we just let that comment go Huh (laughs) Um. <laughs> yeah. Right. I I don't know if it's just me or um, you know, are things a lot weirder down here than I signed up for. I was expecting the animals to be on the outside. Mm-hmm. Or at least in like tanks or something. Right. Where's the Where's the old man? Uh, he was. In the biology lab. The, that room that we just locked with the tentacle monster thingy that just sprouted arms and legs. and <laughs> Joel just stands up straight and gives like a single nod that like silently suggests, well, he's fucked. But <laughs> um, it, it seems to be like maybe he's just pondering what to do next. Staring at the screens. So... None of you, uh, smart folk have any idea what that was. Fluid Sky. Octopus Girl. (laughs) Sydney. (laughs) Wow. Well, it was oozing something that appeared to be a fluid. But, um, unless I... I, Close your inspection, I don't know. Uh, Things down here, they get real weird, but usually they don't suddenly sprout spider legs and, and, uh grow eye stalks like that. Yeah, that was very strange. Either there's something down in the depths that we didn't know existed or something new is happening that is mutating in front of our eyes. Well, let me get this straight. We found a sphere. Somebody messed with it. It exploded, right? Nod. Well, Explosions typically cause drastic changes in the environment, which can also cause mutations. Are you saying we're all radiation? Maybe radiation, maybe not radiation. But some kind of chemical imbalance has happened here. Maybe. that It's as good a working theory as anything I got. It's as weird as the tentacle monster, so sure. Um, I feel much better that it's radiation. I understand radiation. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. 
Well, if you think there's a reason that this could affect our health throughout Sea Lab, maybe we should clue in the doctor. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be well advised, I think, you know, because if there's enough radiation that it can cause a spontaneous mutation of a big fuck off tentacle monster, then uh it's definitely bad for our health, you know. I would give us, you know, maybe a couple days to live with the radiation poisoning. <laughs> right. They owed my clients. Um I'd still like to try to figure out a weapon for myself. Joel, are you any good at uh uh, figuring out how to build like a, a stun gun or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the security guy. I'm not the building weapons guy. I'm not an armory. I, I do mechanical things, you know, things that's. I've worked in a power station or two, you know, working on the, the hydroelectric generators. Maybe we can figure something out. There is a robotics lab. Yeah, the whole lab full of. Robots? Maybe we can build, like, a battle mech or something. I've always wanted a battle bot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had a boyfriend once. He was obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well maybe, uh, maybe one of you fine, strong folk should come with us uh, to the, you know, just in case we run into any big, big tentacle monsters or something. Sounds reasonable. Sydney? Uh, I'm intrigued to know what it is, but I'm not so sure I want to get close to it. Wait, wait, we got communicators. Can't we just tell the doctor over the communicators what's going on? Yeah, that's what I was alluding to, to be perfectly honest. I know, science fiction, it's totally, you know, it's hard to keep up with for me. I just don't know what we can do remotely and what we can't. It's really confusing. I mean, <clears throat> yep. Joel's had a remote lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just because I'm dumb also totally means my character's dumb. <laughs> yeah, well, why don't we stay in communication? Hell, we have the comms here, which gives you remote viewing of rooms, apparently. Sydney, why don't you stay close to the med bay in case the doctor needs you, and then the three of us can go root around the robotics lab for weapons. Are you sure you won't need my help? If we do, we'll scream. Okay. I will be here then. Sounds good. To the robotics lab. So I'm going to start with the people going to the robotics lab because it's the majority. When you go in, you feel like robotics lab is kind of a fancy name. Because this is much more like a garage. And you know that uh, the storage for the suits that Aubrey is, or um, Dr. Keen, Aubrey's character, is testing, they're meant to be stored right off of here. So it's kind of a lot of like long workbenches and, you know, these chests that are all locked. Like the keys are in them, but it just looks like uh, they're locked in case of tremors and things like that. And, you know, if you were to go and open up any of the tool chests, there are so many, like, any tool you can think of is inside, like, any hand tool that you can think of is inside of these uh, tool chests. And then locked up in uh, other cabinets that have uh, clear fire hazard warnings, you notice that there are a couple of acetylene torches 
and um, also locked up in a different thing with its own separate warning in and of itself is the plasma cutter. And then there is a closet that houses a welder. And all of those things have very, like, clear warnings on the outside of the cabinet. So, you know, anybody would know exactly uh, what type of hazard is on the inside. Okay. Nice. It's a garage. I, I, I know my way around a garage. Really? I don't see any fluids around. I will, well, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, there's the oil, I'm sure. Sid, you, you notice know. that there is definitely a bunch of uh, of both petroleum, synthetic, and lithium oil um, in a cabinet that has a glass door front on it. Uh, see, that's the that's the cabinet there that houses all the fluids. I knew they would be in here. Oh. Um, okay. Now we're we're looking. You, you had said a, a, a taser of some sort, Claire, or. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking something, um, I, well, torches, they, they would be, I guess we don't want to set the whole thing on fire, though. No, no, let's look big picture, okay? Plasma Reminder, cutter. there are fire extinguishers in literally every single, uh, habitat. Okay. Well, I was thinking maybe if we get one of those, that plasma cut over there, you know, we can, we can jerry-rig that. That makes a, that makes a hell of a voltage. You could shock just near about anything to Kingdom Come with a plasma cutter. You see anything I can use for a gun? Right. Um, yeah, if we got compressed compressed gas and, uh, and a projectile. It's gas in your field, fluid sky? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jo- jo- you know, you... You know, everybody everybody mistakes this. You know, fluids, they can be like a solid, like water, but, but fluids are also like air or, or hydrogen or anything. You know, fluids are a whole class of things outside of just their, their, their physical state. Joe you know, Slackjaw again. Fluid. He just glosses over. Just yeah. stares at you while you're talking. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, air is right in my fluid wheelhouse. So that's a yes in the gun, or...? Uh, yeah, like a like an air rifle or like a, I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. It, we can build anything if we got time. Well, let's see what we can find. I would like to try to take the plasma cutter and see what I can do to rig up a taser. Okay, why don't you make me an intelligence roll? I beat it. The problem that you're kind of running into with this plasma cutter is that it has an incredibly large power source. And mm. so, like, you're able to sort of take the the um, nozzle of it and, and sort of tear off the metal guard that's to it and separate the, the, the filaments that um, create the... It, it just... It doesn't seem practical to be carrying around, you know, this this big heavy um, power source with this sort of um, ten foot core. You know what I mean? Like it's a big heavy cable on probably mm-hmm. a three and a half foot long by about two foot high um, sort of box that has all of the components that would power it. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, it plugs into you know a. a an outlet. This thing don't have its own power source. There ain't no way I'm gonna be able to move it out of here. 
Well, you were asking for a solution. I gave you a solution. Um, maybe we can get some like batteries and some uh, capacitors, you know, and and break something up. You know, I'm, I once made a, a small taser out of a, a, a you know, a reusable uh, disposable camera. You know, you can. It, it it's easy enough. Um, just find something with power, and then we need uh, Wait, capacitors. Wait, why were you trying to make a taser out of a reusable camera? Were you in danger? Like a wedding? Oh <laughs> uh, well, um, have you ever been at any major social gathering? Those just scream of danger. But no, um, <laughs> uh, did didn't you just mess with like electrical electrical things when you were younger? Or? Uh, no, not really. I I, I stuck more to you know my my pets. Oh really? And a giant like, fish tank. Oh, like that's how I. <laughs> I developed my my unique skill with fluids, you know? Like, you can can really, like, you can get an electrical output, and you can put it in a big tank of water, and you can separate it out into hydrogen and oxygen. Not only is that those two really cool fluids, they can blow up. You had an um, interesting childhood. Yep, and I still got all my fingers, so we're, we're, we're still doing good. Um, well, let's, let's try and get this, this gun going, huh? Oh, finally. Something I can talk about. Yep. Um, so what we're going to need is we're going to need a pipe of some sort and uh, some compressed air, uh, preferably uh, nitrogen, you know, because we can really get that up to a hot pressure. And then just... Uh, so you have, you have a air compressor. You would think that if there is nitrogen anywhere on this uh, on this station, it would probably be in wherever the uh, scrubbers and, and all of the components that would like run the, the oxygen reuptake system and stuff like that, or maybe the biology lab, which is, I think, a place you guys are trying to avoid. Um, okay. But you do have a compressor. Um, it's only a 30-pounder, so, I mean, you could feasibly like strap it to your back you know what I mean? Like, it's not as immovable and heavy as, say, that plasma cutter power source. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking about. We strap, like, a big tank on uh, Joel's back with, um... It you does know. still plug into a power source, though. Mm. So you're going to need to figure out some sort of a battery or something like that. There, there are scuba tanks around here, right? Um... um no, there are not, because if you tried to scuba dive down here, you would turn into pink fucking mist. Yeah, you're just surrounded by high-pressure fluids at that point. Um, I, I see. <clears throat> would there be some kind of pressurized oxygen tanks just for general ma- running of this? There are acetylene tanks. We could run it off of acetylene, but uh, that, could, that could get real messy if, uh, if we get a spark. Um, so, there there has to be something, though, like, right? There has to be some some way that they're keeping the oxygen down here, because we're, we're breathing. Yeah, yeah may, maybe in the, in the, you know, in the oxygen room where they got all the scrubbers to take out all the, you know, carbon and everything out of the air. Um, I guess we can get the majority of it going. Unless you want to carry around a compressor. The acetylene tank does seem like it would be considerably lighter. How, how would you feel about uh, uh, strapping a big tank of uh, potentially 
uh, flammable gas to your to your back, Joel. I've been in worse situations. Hmm. Well, I think we got our gun here then. I mean, can tentacle monsters shoot me? Um, I have not dealt with many uh, tentacle monsters. Um, I mostly deal with uh, fluids and things that spin quickly. So, um, I mean, the real question we gotta ask is if whatever I'm strapping to my back explodes, how much damage is it gonna do to Sea Lab? If you explode an entire tank of acetylene, um, I, well, I'd say we could puncture in a nice big sizable hole inside this place. That sounds, uh, like a bad idea. <laughs> sounds like anti-security. Well, guns are rarely a good idea, if I'm being honest. They're, they're incredibly dangerous, especially under here underwater. What if you punctured a hole in one of the, the bulkheads or something? Joel's just staring at you. <laughs> See, this is why I wanted a taser. Something you mm-hmm. could just, you know, shoot a little electricity and, you know, it's not going to puncture anything. Well, if we find some batteries and, and some capacitors, like I said, we can, we can, we can jerry-rig one. Might not be good for many shots, but it's something. I'll dig through and find some batteries and capacitators. Why don't you roll a percentile for me? Percentile? Yep. You said we only needed D20s. Fucking I was lied to. Yeah, I know. God damn it. I could roll the percentiles. I just prefer when you guys do it. 68. So close. You find capacitors, but you uh, you cannot find uh, any batteries. Hmm. Okay, no batteries. Okay, so we got flammable gas. Um, flamethrower. Um, we just got to carry around some of these, uh, you know, uh, fire extinguishers just in case we set the wrong thing on fire. Well, a fire extinguisher potentially could do some some damage to something like that too. If it's from down here, it uh, could react badly to the the CO. Well, actually, what kind of fire extinguishers are these? I will look. Um, it looks like they're the foam. Mm. Can't make no guns out of no foam. You would think that they don't do the CO two because obviously that would overwork the scrubbers. Right. Maybe the phone would hurt it? I don't know. I ain't never seen nothing like this. Pretty sure I saw on the map a storage room. Don't know what's in there, but if we're going to spend our time looking around for things to build into weapons, probably worth rooting around there. Okay, okay. Um, Fair. Let, let's see what's in there. I'm, I'm going to take a pocket full of uh, capacitors for sure, in case I find some batteries. See if I can jerry-rig me up a little, little bit of a taser. You gotta find all your fluxes. <laughs> <laughs> and then a source of 1.21 gigawatts. Um, <laughs> and then we can go back and save all this. I, I'm gonna grab... Um, I'm gonna grab a real long screwdriver. Alright, cool. And then you guys are gonna go to the storage room then? Rock on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Alright. So you start making your way towards the storage room, and uh, when the door wishes open, um, there's kind of a dim light that's uh, fluorescent above, and there is a veritable fuckload of shit in here. It is cleaning products. You see, you know, various bleaches and, um, you know, some Comet and other things to just 
clean up with. You see that there is also some emergency food stores on a shelf a little bit further away from there. In um, a little locked container, you see that there's some extra um, acetylene tanks. Um, You see that uh, there are bed linens and blankets galore. Extra pillows. There are a few cots in here. You also notice that there are... um, there are double and triple A batteries galore. There are also toothbrushes, toothpaste, deodorant, soap. Anything that, you know, you could need for uh, basic uh, hygiene and things like that. Um, I mean, like I said, this, this is an entire container just filled with various stuff. Oh, look, there's batteries over there. Hmm. Um, yeah. Only double A and triple A. They're not like great batteries. Ooh, double A, triple A. Okay, we're gonna need about forty of these in series in order to get the voltages we need and and a bunch of these capacitors. Um, and we go get a nice nice shock out of this. Um, uh, we got any duct tape? Any? Uh, over here, I think. I will be digging through the office supply section. Yeah, there's definitely duct tape. There's definitely duct tape in there. Oh, look, okay. they even have, like, pink duct tape. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> Why don't you make me an intelligence roll, Sid? That is a pass. All right. You get this thing together, and uh, you kind of rig up just this basic little switch, which is kind of just pressing the... Um, the capacitor into the batteries like you kind of keep it handheld and it's sort of bent up in this uh like 45 degree angle and if with a little bit of force you can kind of create a spark with it and you seem relatively satisfied with it it's definitely a little unwieldy but you know oh yeah if it's made out of double a and triple a batteries it's gonna be hella unwieldy it's better than uh (laughs) carrying around an arc welder or something true that um, okay, now, Claire, here is your taser. Um, a little bit bigger than the, the consumer models, of course, but uh, don't right. touch the, the bad end. And, um, and and if this comes loose, don't touch that neither, because you'll get a hell of a shock off of it. All right. Um, so Maybe wear rubber gloves or something. I will find some rubber gloves. Yeah, there's some near the cleaning supplies. Like big, thick dishwashing ones. I now have rubber gloves. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. There we go. Safety first. I kind of picture you looking like uh, Dexter's mom from uh-huh. Dexter's Lab. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. I well, this this looks like it'll be functional. I I, mm-hmm. I just push here, right, to make it stay up. Yep. Okay. Yep, I don't know how many charges you're going to get out of it, but uh, you're going to get at least one out of it. All right. Sounds good. You going to try and build anything else? A Gatling gun. Yeah? <laughs> no? <laughs> Too much? Not enough? <laughs> okay. You can certainly try. Uh, is that just an int check? <laughs> um, maybe a couple of them. Oh, just maybe two. a wow. D100 to try and find some stuff. You know what I mean. There'd be mm. some hurdles. Okay, I'll think Ooh, about I it. Ooh, I got an idea, Joel. Um, not as good as uh, how how good are you with a with a high powered slingshot? 
It's like a gun, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we could try and make like a pretty powerful slingshot. Maybe like a twenty pounder or a thirty pounder. You know. Now, what fluids, guy? You're pretty resourceful. Yeah, you know. Um, you definitely saw some bungee cords in the um, robotics lab, or better nomenclature would be garage. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna whip you up a hell of a, a slingshot. You know. Are we gonna are we gonna shoot bolts at this thing all day? Roll me a d20. Okay. Let's see if there. Let's see if there's ball bearings in the uh, garage. That is a six. Yeah, there's ball bearings in there. Remember, low is good. Okay. Um. Yep, we got everything we need right here. Um. Go ahead and roll me an intelligence check to try and put it together then. That is a pass. All right. Yeah, you get a fairly serviceable slingshot. You don't know if it might break at some point, just because it is fairly hastily constructed. But for now, it'll definitely be passable. Okay. Now here's your your bag of ball bearings, and here is your slingshot. Do not point the ball at your face. Um, it will hurt. Joel stares at you blankly. It's kind of like a gun, you know? You don't point it towards you or nothing. You don't want to hurt Did real you bad. just tell him not to shoot balls at his own face? Um, yeah. Why? <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> I, I think Joel wants to test the uh, makeshift slingshot by shooting it into something safe. There are a few pillows um, in the storage room that are stacked up, and so you could... Back you to the storage room. slingshot it in that. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go ahead and uh, roll dexterity, and you can uh, take your minus five for shooting. Totally does it. I mean, it just... And digs right into these pillows, and you see a little bit of uh, fluff kind of pop out of the hole as this ball bearing just buries itself in there. He's going to uh, nod and kind of uh, just mutter out. Seems to work fine. I think at that... I'm going to go ahead and ask you to all, except for Sydney, deafen yourself. It's nice knowing you. Sydney. The door opens and Dr. Walden comes out and goes... Could I get your assistance for a moment? I, I, I need someone to, uh, well, hold pressure on the wound while I get a saline bag ready. Yeah, absolutely. And she will rush to her assistance. When you go in, you see that Hughes is on the ground. There is blood everywhere. The sphere is sitting on top of what looks to be the only examination table. And could you please roll me a dexterity roll? Yes. Uh, that is a pass. All right. So as soon as you get up to Hughes and Dr. Walden goes, just place pressure on, on his abdomen and you see that there's just a bunch of blood around it. And so you go to press your hands on it, but you see that these tentacles start to writhe up at your hands and you quickly pull them back and you are not captured. What would you like to do? I'm going to get the doctor's attention and back away from the tentacle thing. Make me another dexterity roll. Wow, I just rolled the same exact thing. <laughs> so I pass. 
Okay, so you're backing away from this thing and you bump into the doctor and you turn around to try and start speaking and you notice that the doctor's head actually splits in half and you see these enormous teeth start to sprout from either side of her skull and she immediately tries to snap at you and you jump back and you now have tentacles behind you and this enormous sort of set of jaws that is made out of this vivisected woman, what would you like to do? Can I just stay defensive and try to evade if she attacks me? Yeah, I'll give you advantage on the next uh, time that something comes at you if you want to just try and take stock of your situation and okay. be ready for anything that happens. Give me another uh, dexterity roll at advantage then, please. <sighs> That's a pass. So this thing snaps at you and you can actually get past it. Okay, I would like to run towards the door. So one of the things that you notice as you're sprinting towards the door is the lock is red. Uh, shit. Do I see a control for it? Yes, there is the, the keypad that is next to it. I will give you one chance. Roll a d20. If you get a one or a two, you will open this door. If you do not, you are going to get another attack against you before you get another chance. I do not. Sydney, make me a dexterity roll at disadvantage. <sighs> that one meets. This thing chomps down on you. It begins to assimilate into your form. Every single one of your cells begins to burn. The agony is unbearable. You try and scream out, but you have no voice. And all of a sudden, your eyes reopen. Follow our podcast network on Twitter at Time to Die RPG. The Deep is GM'd by Tim Demuse at Ida Grab Your Gun. Claire Wombles was played by Kim Metzger at Metz Girl. Joel Lawrence was played by Chris, aka Critically Accursed, at C Accursed. Sid McMillan was played by Samuel at Samzalot007. Sidney Clark was played by Robin Hot at D-I-O-X-I-A-R-I-O. And Wallace Wooten was played by me, Brian Bridges, at Manly Brian. All of these Twitter links and more can be found in the episode description.